One. Hey, y'all. Uh, welcome back. This is episode eight of Manly Musings podcast. I cannot believe we've been doing this for two months now. Um, thank you all for listening in, tuning in, and just being a part of the fun that Kevin and I are having. Um, so we're yes. just going to dive into it. This week's episode, we're opening up the mailbag. We had plenty of suggestions on different topics we're going to talk about. Um, we are going to try to fit it all in within an hour. I have to go to bed early. I am literally flying from JFK tomorrow to San Antonio, Texas, and need to be up pretty early just to get to the airport because it's going to take a little bit with traffic. You know, it's not fun. Yes, um, bless you for <laughs> for doing such a, an early flight. This should be the easiest drive, though, into New York because like I've driven... We drove in one time. It was like late in the afternoon and I wanted to die. So, <laughs> yeah, I've never Shout driven to New again. York traffic at its finest. y'all. Horrible. If y'all never been to New York, don't drive. Just literally walk everywhere. That's all you need to do. Or don't go near the city. Yeah, <laughs> Either it's one. Just, honestly, public transportation is mostly ideal for any time we have whenever yeah. you're in the city. I agree. All right. So let's let's jump in. Um, West Virginia. Like you asked last week, if I thought they would be going to a bowl game and I told you check back this week, hey, we're going bowling. Um, not pretty. Definitely was not the prettiest uh, win. But you know what? I will take a victory and go into a bowl. Uh, I saw something really interesting. Neil Brown's first year, they won five games. Neil Brown's second year, they won six games total. They have the opportunity to now win seven games. So you are seeing things trend in the right direction. Yes. So that's a good thing there, which is really nice for us. Now, do you get the bowl game last year only because of COVID? Probably, but hey, that's how it worked. Um, but it is nice to see a little growth. I, You and I talked about it already via text. It was horrible that Doge's still the quarterback. Apparently, but- he, apparently he's staying another year. And we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I don't honestly. They, I think they need to win this bowl game so we can continue next year in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. They, it, they've been losing a guy like a lot of people left and right. They lost to an offensive lineman today and somebody else um, just going to the transfer portal. And I love how people make that such a big deal, but it's now a huge part of s- sports. Like. It's it is what it is. Yeah, like the transfer portals. Yes, we lose people, but we also gain just as much from the transfer portal. Like mm-hmm. the other week, we just gained uh, the running back from Clemson. I oh. don't remember his name. I'm the so four sorry. Star recru- the four star recruit. Yeah, that. Yeah, what's his what's his name? Jay. I, I think it's like Jalen Dixon. Something like that. Like he's he's supposed to be a stud. Um, so that that's a big time ad for us. Uh, especially with Letty being a senior and him leaving. Um, hopefully he can have a great career after West Virginia. Agreed. He, he's the seventh player all time running back position to have rush for a thousand yards back to back season. So that's pretty big. Um, next. I don't know if you saw this, Kevin, but this is for your UConn women's basketball here, bro. Um, Paige Buckers uh, NIL deals are huge. She, oh, yeah. she is raking it in. She, she, uh, she, she's been doing real well for herself. First off signing with StockX, Um, so she's getting exclusive sneakers through them and any other deals. Um, but they, 
She just signed with Gatorade. Yeah, I saw that. She, I believe, she's the first right to mm-hmm. sign with uh with a get with a, like a sponsorship. I think Gatorade. She's like the first ever one for Gatorade. And she that's is a the big deal. First too. one for Gatorade. It is huge. I know. I haven't really watched her play. I, I like I said, I'm not a huge UConn basketball fan uh, in general, but from what I've seen of highlights, she is a she's baller. a star. She's a star. Star qualities. Um, I think with just, you know, as time goes on, she's going to continue to get better and better and possibly become one of those future UConn great guards. I think it's a matter of her being able to live up to the so-called hype that she has, because especially right now, the fact that she's raking in all these dollars, she was big in high school. I remember watching her highlights for high school. I think she went to somewhere in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think she was friends. It was like uh, the story was uh, her and Jalen. He's best Suggs. friends with Jalen Subs. Yeah, yes. he they went to the same high school or something, and just created this great friendship. So that's awesome. There, um, good for her. She is marketing herself the correct way. Uh, you're seeing a yeah. lot of these guys getting into getting their own T-shirt brand or own logos, own branding, all that, which is fantastic. This stuff should happen years and years ago for these athletes um we'll dive into that a little bit more into another episode for sure there's a lot we could talk about considering where we went to school uh our sports backgrounds and such so that would be a great conversation for another time kevin oh, i'm yeah, sorry sure. i'm sorry that i have to bring yeah, I see this, your next topic this, this one up I, I literally just saw this uh i think it was yesterday or today kemba is now out of rotation uh, according to Tom Thibodeau for the New York Knicks. He, uh, I, I don't know what happened, but he said Trey yeah. Burke is going to be the starting point guard. Trey uh, Burke, really? Yeah. How did that happen? Or Alec Burke, Alec Burke. Alec Burke, yes. Alec Burke, is. Is, Alec Burke is the guy that's playing right now, even though he's technically a shooting guard. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. But then again, this is something that I kind of brought up to people when we first got Kemba. You know, Tom Thibodeau is a defensive coach, first and foremost. Kemba is not a defensive player. He's been injured throughout his last couple of years. He is not a – I don't know if he maybe didn't fit Tom Thibodeau's style. Um, so I, I'm very, very intrigued on what we're going to be doing here because, truthfully, there are – the Knicks are overloaded at, loaded at the point guard spot. When yeah. you have Kemba, you have – uh, Burke, you, you yes, have Rose, Burke, you have Rose, and then you have two young guards that are studs right now that no one's talking about in uh Quentin Grimes and our guy Deuce McBride that are just chilling, hanging on the bench. So yeah, they, they, they've been doing some D, uh, some G League stuff, which is good. Um, yeah, get them, get them some reps. But I, I honestly think it's it must be the point, like, if you're not going to be willing to put out the, the effort for defense you're probably yeah. not going to be playing, which is, I think it's a waste then. So if anything, do we trade Kemba Walker at this rate? Well, there was a report that came out saying there's like three or four teams that actually have reached out to the Knicks, excuse me, um, to see if he was available for a trade. And they said he, they weren't sure if he was available. It's kind of, it's a New York Knicks type thing. They, they are very wishy-washy on how they handle uh, media with their players and, it's either good or bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I honestly, when I saw that, I was like, very interesting. 
I hadn't heard of any sort of dissension. I've yeah. always felt like they they were doing really, really great together. And they were, you know, they were, we're winning games, you know? So and I I know, know, the issue is maybe there's something that we haven't seen behind the scenes. Yeah. And I do know Kemba is not known for his defense. Like he was on my Celtics for what? Two years, three years. Yeah. Um, barely anything. He, he also is hurt a lot. Now his knee is not the same. Like it used to be when he was younger, he had yes. never missed a game until he came to Boston um, in his second season with his whole knee issues. Uh, I think that's really the biggest thing is his knee is not a hundred percent. He is playing on some type of issue there. And instead of getting him to be hurt even more or hurting the, the issue, um, Thibodeau is just pulling him out and probably also his size. He is a very undersized point guard uh, this day and age in the NBA. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see. I, I love Kemba. I think he's one of the greatest basketball players out there right now. He Just his attitude in general. College too. legend, man. Cardiac oh. Kemba in the garden, something I'll never forget. That step back shot always will be, will be a great memory, memory from college, watching him drain that over a pit. Yeah, um, over uh, what's his name? Uh, something McGee. Yeah. Gary McGee. Gary McGee with that freaking loser. The weird ass long dreads he had, and oh, he just got toasted. Um, all right, so Kevin, we'll jump into our mailbag episode. Our mailbag episode, but we'll we'll start with our normal thing of yes. What are you wearing tonight? You got a jersey on. You don't. I do. You went three weeks in a row with a jersey. What? What's? Where's the WWE stuff? I'll where's be honest with stuff? you. My wrestling stuff is currently dug in the wash right now. And because I just got back from work, I needed something quick so you can go to bed on time. So <laughs> I grabbed something. I didn't know what it was until I turned the light on. So oh, right God. now, let me go ahead and show you what we got right here. Black or oh, black pinstripe nice. 23 jersey size extra large. This is a throwback. Um Funny story how I found this jersey. I followed this one page called Select Vintage. They are known as uh, uh, he got he got really big when if you remember when Toronto was in the NBA finals, uh, Drake was wearing a Dell Curry jersey. So word was that the person who got it for him was a guy in New York and he runs this store called select vintage. Cool dude. Um, so I remember he put this on his story. He's like going to hit the website in a few. And then I remember I messaged him, Hey, how much is that going for? He gave me the number and he said, because you're asking early, I'll give it to you for this. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for it. S super easy to work with. Um, he sells a lot of different vintage clothing. Shout, shout out to the select vintage. Follow him on the Instagram. He's got a lot of great stuff if you're big into vintage. But I'm yeah, this is... his, I'm looking at his Instagram right now and he's got a Harvard Crimson hat right there. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. So I, like I was like, I bought this one. I was like, there's so much things that I wanted to get on there, but I've just been so, so lazy. But eventually I might hit up, hit them up because I think I saw. He has some really cool USA hockey jerseys. And yeah, like, but and awesome. from what I've seen, his stuff is actually pretty like inexpensive. Not not like dirt cheap. He has he has good deals on them. They're very good, reasonable. Good deals. We're not looking at like Mitchell Ness and all that kind of stuff. That's like way overpriced. Or you go to like other thrift stores where like, 
hey, I got like a Jordan jersey, but it's going to cost you 200 bucks. Like, I, I want to wear it. I don't want to put it in a, a, a museum type deal. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's awesome. I love I love the black jersey. And it's the for, black pinstripe. Oh, that's a beautiful jersey. Um, I think it's that's one of the nicer me. ones for sure. Yes. Um, I haven't I might, worn a basketball jersey yet, so that's why I figured let me walk, rock the basketball jersey today because it's basketball season, so let's rock I, with it. If uh, you come over to Long Island or I come to New Jersey, I might steal that from you. That I That'll fit <laughs> me perfectly. <laughs> it probably looks like a dress on you. <laughs> it does. It 100% does. It's crazy. Awesome. Uh, All right, your hat. I, I, I like your hat. Uh, I'm reading it. And yes, you are damn pretty fly for a married guy. Yes, so go ahead. This, this hat um, comes from a website called Hubs and Hers. Uh, it is awesome apparel. It's, you know, I got my wife uh, a hat from there. Um, cool wife club a hat. And uh, I literally like two years ago or last year, I was like, I really want that hat, like this hat for my birthday. She goes, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, I like the hat. It's pretty neat. Um, so I got it and I literally wear it all the time. I, I love this hat. Um, it just gets you nice little chuckles. People kind of walk around <laughs> like, what? what's the guy doing? Um, but yeah, if you're got a girlfriend, fiance, um, any of those things married, this website, hubs and her hubs and hers.com. It's nice. fantastic. Free, you know, you know, marketing there for y'all. There you go. Free uh, plug. Free plug. Free plug for y'all. Um, and it's a great little, you know, I, I think it was a kind of mom and pop type idea. And, and they do great stuff. Um, little, some of the stuff is a little on the he- heavier side with the pricing, but you get good quality. So um, definitely take a check and check it out when you can. And Kevin, let's just jump into this mailbag here. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. I can already yes. feel it. Um, we're, we're cruising already, too. We are making good time. So that's fantastic. Yes. Even better. Um, awesome. So, Kevin, we're going to start with you since okay. we both went to the same school. Uh-huh. We could have some very similar stories. But what is your greatest college story? Greatest college story? Oh gosh. I mean, obviously we're going to keep this somewhat PG PG as possible. Uh, greatest college story. I think one, you know, the one that will pop into my head is a uh, sports management trip, senior year to New York city. Uh, we stayed in Queens and I remember all of us just went out. Cause we, you know, we're college kids. You want to go out? Enjoy New York City. Um, let's be real. None of us had no idea where to go. So oh we strolled through Jamaica, Queens, looking yep. for a bar. And we ended up at a bar. And my goodness, not the most, like, appealing bar. Like, you literally could he- see people turn their heads and just look at us because we, su- we stuck out like sore thumbs. It's just like a bunch of college kids in this pool hall. No, was just that, there. Wasn't that at the hotel? No. I thought that was at the we hotel. We walked like five blocks to like a random like oh, hole in the wall bar. Did. Because I bring it to you this next story. You know, I'm with uh one of our guys. His name is Nate. Uh, tall guy. And then I a guy Nate. that his name was Michael Jackson. Yes! 
And him and we, the three of us were talking, yo, Kev, I want to go somewhere to dance. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And then Mike comes to me like, yo, let's come over here. So I go over there and like we walk into this really awkward club. Like there's just people just sitting down and we're just trying to, we're just like sitting there. We're just, me and me, we're having a good time. We've already had a couple of adult beverages. We're dancing. And then, you know, I just go up to like this one random girl sitting down. I'm like, hey, you want to go dance? And then she's like, she looks over at her friend. And so we just start dancing. And then like I'm mid dance. I noticed Michael Jackson run out the club. And I'm like, what's that? Oh, then yeah. Nate comes to me. He goes, hey, okay. We got to get out of here, bro. I'm like, what do you mean? And then he goes, dude, I just found out from the bouncer. It costs $2 per song to dance with this girl. So you have to pay her money when you're done. So I remember I shoved her out the way. I ran out the club with Nate and I run to the bar next door where everybody was and was like, guys, I almost had to pay money to go dance with a girl. I remember this. I You like ran up to Leland, myself, um, gosh, Eric, Eric. Um, everybody Brian, that was there, and every- I was like, guys, I, I almost, I almost did something really bad. So that is like as funny of a story that I could remember. And I just remember waking up the next day, and I remember you guys were banging on the shower because I couldn't wake up, and I was like falling asleep while trying to shower. But yeah, I mean that is, it's not my greatest of stories, but definitely one of my most memorable college moments. That was that was a great trip, though. I remember I'm going to add to that. Um, And I have another story, too. Um, But so New York trip. I remember. I don't know if you were in there at that point at the bar, um, but there was karaoke and the guy was doing men in black. And he definitely literally Brian and I are like, Brian Thompson and I are yelling at him like ragging him on like everyone's into it i and, remember it was some bald guy right yeah some big and he, old we were just black like, bald guy no no it was in the bar and yeah. i remember because doc jones was in the bar also oh my god hanging out hammered. and we're just yelling at this guy that's singing the men in black oh it was great and then um afterwards i think you you disappeared so i think you this was after you gotten back and all that stuff from i think i went to the room and went back to sleep i think you i think you passed out and then uh, who else was gone? Leland was gone. So then everyone kind of slowly dissipated. And it's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. We need to be up and ready to go by like eight. Um, yes. I just remember like three or four people left and went into the city itself. Um, and they barely made it onto the bus the next morning. Um, and then it was myself, Eric, Sarah, and I want to say somebody else. And we're like, we want some food. We really want like, you know, McDonald's or something. College kids, it's cheap, crappy food. Yeah. All right, cool. We are all very white individuals. (laughs) And we walked out of the bar, walked up the road. We walked, I think, like two blocks and, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning in Jamaica Plains. Got to the McDonald's that's supposed to be open. (laughs) It's closed. Turn around and there is a taco truck. 
some of the best tacos I've ever had came from that truck. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Uh, and then of course, like just walking back and going, guys, we were really dumb. <laughs> like, why did we do that? We should have just gone up to our rooms and passed out. Like, that's ah, going to be a great story one day. Um, <laughs> so there's always that one. Oh my um, gosh. My God. Like, there's just so many great stories, but that that's a top one. Um, I had my other one. I, I'm going to have to come back to it because I know I have it in the back of my mind. And it's yeah, we'll come back to it. It was, yes. it was there. Um, yes, I do want to shout out my uh, little nephew, Bryce. He was the one that sent in that question. So, Bryce, Ooh, good shout question. out to you. Great question. He's living his he's living his good times at UConn right now with this page. So, hopefully, he gets him. to go meet him. Yeah. All right. So, this one comes oh from... Oh, my god! And, Kevin, we have to talk about this because it's one of the funniest things that ever occurred. Oh, so, god. this is part of the New York trip. And Kevin left this out. Oh my so god. Yeah, many reasons after the fact that he went to bed and before we were banging on the shower to wake his ass up to get ready for the day because we were had to be up early, like I said. <laughs> um, and so our buddy Leland and Kevin I go back to the room. There's it's a two queen bedroom. Uh so Kevin four of us in there. Four four guys, all four of us like. It's not a big deal. We all can sleep in one bed for one night <laughs> together. It's not a big deal. We're all good. Because <laughs> it was literally only one night. Like, yeah, literally. We, were, we were literally, we got to St. John's, had a, what we went to MetLife that day and did all that. Yeah, we something. went to MetLife, got the tour of MetLife from one of Doc's like old students. And then, yeah, or one of his uh, old buddies or whatever it was. And uh, had a great day. And then the next day we we're at St. John's for the day. And then, Hightailed it out in New York back to the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so come back to the room. Eric and I open the door and it sounds like a legit jet engine is in our room. I'm like, bro, what, what is that? And we walk to the hall in the hallway where there was a hallway, like any hotel room, and then the room. And Kevin's on the first bed, Leland's in the second bed. <laughs> and you look over and Kevin's laying on his back and he's snoring and it's god awful. I don't know how Leland's sleeping through it all. Because he drank so much, he's probably like oh he's passed, passed out. out. He was best way to dead. do it when you like room with me, honestly. He was dead to the world. I, I feel so bad for anyone that has dated you or will ever date you if you do that. I'm probably um, gonna be single forever because of my story. <laughs> like I'm like no, no, no. You're going to be single forever because of this next part of the story. So we look closer at Kevin and it looks like for some reason he has cotton balls in his mouth. And we're like, what? Why is bro like got cotton balls in his mouth? You get closer. It's like foam and it's like perfectly like almost like triangles on each side of your mouth. Oh my God. This picture every year gets texted out between the four of us when it pops up on like time hop or whatever oh, god um, it's not one of my greatest moments folks i don't I just, know how that even happens i show that to people and people are like legitimately worried like kevin you possibly could have died like and you're making a joke that you're just like foaming at the mouth and i'm like honestly 
I don't remember much of that night. So honestly, I'm just happy that I'm alive here today to laugh about that story. Oh, it was so funny. And then like, of course, you're foaming at the mouth. So I think I was supposed to crash in the same bed as you. And I was like, I'm not laying in that bed with him. He'll foam on me. So I laid on the floor and ripped like a sheet or like a cover off of you or something and <laughs> curled up on the floor with a blanket with a blanket and a uh, pillow. And then Eric was in the bed with Leland. <laughs> and then Leland got up in the middle of the night or Eric got up, something happened <laughs> where some Leland was like, I got out of the bed so fast and almost stomped on your head. I was like, Oh, I'm really glad you didn't kill me. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then he got into bed with like you or so. I, I don't know. He got What's, in, he got apparently because there was, if I remember, he got in my bed. Yeah. And then he ended up back in the bed because I think you, you ended up back in the bed with Eric. No, and I then, never, I never got off the floor. I stayed on the because floor. Because I woke night. up where three, all three of you were in one bed. Yeah, and at I'm one like, point. All right, cool. I got this, the bed to myself. I just day. remember Eric telling us that he got up at one point because Leland was like, cut, like Leland was like, I like to cuddle when I'm drunk. It's like, oh, great, <laughs> just great. Um, oh so God. that that was amazing. That's fantastic. That Absolutely was, amazing. That was that's added to that great. Shout out to story. our guy Leland Reed. We will probably revisit that story again because he's gonna have to be on this podcast. Oh gosh, right? yeah. Um, yes. So let's, what's let's the next one? The next mailbag. Um, my friend Kylie uh, sent this one in. Shout out um, to you, Kylie. A couple months ago uh, when we started this. So the rivalry between West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, Kevin, I'll let you start with this one and we can kind of just bounce back and forth for a few. Yeah. Uh, I hate anybody that wears that picture. I think they're ugly. Every, uh, it's really funny. Um I think even just, it's just a natural rivalry. So like, I remember uh, working my office job. I wore like a West Virginia polo and then I, and I was like, just getting coffee and somebody was like, Oh, you went there. I'm like, yeah, where'd you go? He goes, I went to pit. And I'm like, ah, makes sense. And I was like, you're a piece of shit. So see you later. <laughs> uh, but I mean, as far as I've known, you know, being a part of being an alum from like my freshman year and all of my good friends, like Pittsburgh is the enemy because you look mm -hmm. at like Pittsburgh is, you know, they're supposed to be the city boys and the city guys where like, oh, hello, where West Virginia is supposed to be the country boys or whatever. So it's that whole vibe of like city versus country you know, blue collar steel versus blue collar country. And they, we just come and clash. And yes. honestly, till this day, I hope not going to lie. I help out with like hiring sometimes at my job. And I, if I see somebody from the university of Pittsburgh, I probably would be like, I'm not sure if this part's going to work out. <laughs> Truthfully. Cause there'd be a lot of stuff said between people. Yeah. Um, this rivalry, I remember going to school there and, it means everything. Backyard to, to brawl. People. It means so, everything to, to people. So, to people that may not know about this rivalry, it's called the backyard brawl because West Virginia and Pittsburgh is about an hour or so from each other. Um, so, it's the closest rivalry technically for West Virginia and Pitt um, because both have rivalries with Virginia Tech and Penn State, but that's another stuff. Um, this 
you know, we have the same, very similar colors. We are very golden, similar. We're golden blue. They are yellow and like a light, lighter version of our blue. Um, they, they have, they have like a, a Navy. So we, we have like a Navy blue. They have a Navy blue. There is, is like a, like a gold where we're more like a yellow gold. Yeah. So it's very, very, very similar color. Yeah. So that adds to it that we're sitting there go like, you guys went from like this dark Navy and uh, other, like a darker gold to almost the exact colors as us. Um, what are you trying to fool here? Uh, <laughs> we all know we're better. Um, but it is definitely one of those big rivalries where we've been trying to get it back since we left both teams left the big East. Uh, thankfully next year, football has the big is going to be playing the backyard brawl. Uh, yes, we've had Pitt. it back in basketball the last couple of years. I'm yep. pretty sure we've won. Yes, we have won the past two years. We Let's have get it. We won the first one in Morgantown. We trounced them last year in Pitt. Yep. Um, I think we play them again this year. I think Maybe. we do. I think I think we did. Be, didn't we play them this year too? We don't have played. We, we don't think we've played them yet. Yeah, we have. Oh yeah, more, we did. Yeah. Sorry, we did. We we we, we blew them oh, out. Yeah. We blew them up. Yeah, that was the game I, I think I was watching. On and I was in Monday. I was in Texas. I remember you. Texas. Yes, dude, that game was yeah. horrid. It was great. Um, but this, I, I also this... I also think one big thing that like a lot of people really really hate Pitt for is the year before I got to West Virginia, 2007 season. They beat the number. They they beat West Virginia. West Virginia. They were unranked. West Virginia was number two. If they would have won, they would have went to the national championship that year, most likely, or really close. No, they, 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 if they had won, they go to the national championship because yeah. national championship was always one versus two. Yeah. And then that, that, at a 13 9, I think was the one. 13 9 is the score. It's uh, one of, no, they won on 13 7. They won on a field goal or something. It's yeah. close. It's it's like it thirteen very, nine. It's very close. It's game. a terror. It's a stupid score. And till this day, like when you talk to like West Virginians about that day, they'll probably tell you it's probably one of the worst moments of their life experiencing it. So we're gonna get back at that, and we'll, we're gonna get back at them eventually because Pitt sucks. Each and Pitt. <laughs> and yeah, thirteen nine was the final score. Yeah, so, ended the season four and seven. We finished the season ten and one. Oh uh, golly, let's see. And it's like I can't. It's so bad. Yeah, you know, let's 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 move on because yeah, it's hurting my heart. Honestly, it hurts. But that rivalry is one that needs to stay in sports. I know there's a lot of college rivalries that have been ruined because of conference realignment. Yeah, really hope that we can figure this out so that these rivalries can become what they used to be. That'd be fantastic. Um, what we got next. So this actually came from my brother-in-law, uh, Andrew, living his best life in college right now in Massachusetts. So he, he brought up a good, good question here of best teams in the NFL and how it's changed from what was expected. So where we're at today to what we thought the NFL was going to be like at this point. Um, hmm. I 100% thought the Chiefs and the Bills were going to be the top of the AFC. Um, and that was it. <laughs> Everyone else was kind of like the tier below. Um, and yeah, it is a very interesting season for sure. I 
I, I, I didn't think that people would figure out Pat Mahomes so quick, but then again, this is the NFL. So I should have thought better, but definitely thought the chiefs would be a lot better than what they're looking at. Right. Yeah. Now. Same here. Um, and then I granted I'm a Patriot fan through and through, but I did not expect them to be what seven and four right now. Number two in the AFC. If Baltimore had lost the other night, we would be number one in the AFC. Oh, wow. I, I would never in a million years have expected that. Like, I would have expected, you know, yeah, finish shout fifth. out to your Patriots out like, here. Like, seriously, sh- straight up, I, w- I thought we were going to finish fifth or sixth in the AFC East, or the AFC rather, uh, finish second in the AFC East behind Buffalo. And, but we're ahead of Buffalo right now. We play Buffalo on Sunday. That's going to be a big game. Um, so that, that'll be big. But, yeah, I would have to say that biggest surprise, also the Seahawks going from perennial team to just losing everything. They're three and eight three right and eight. now. Yeah. They lost to Washington last night. So that, that's tough. Um, it's definitely been very weird. Uh, my buddy and I were texting about it earlier, and it's like, there's a lot of good teams, but there's a lot of bad teams. Yeah. And we're seeing the NFC is really a stacked division right yeah. now with Packers. I will throw the Rams in. I think the Rams will figure out this whole superstar team that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cardinals are very good. They just need Kyler Murray back. Cardinals um, were one team that I did not expect them to be such on the rise like this. I didn't expect um, them to take that jump already. I expected yeah, them to I be agree. Like good. Like a playoff team, but not I expected, like number one or two. Yeah, I expected that NFC West. Like the Cardinals are nine and two right now. The Rams are seven and four. I was looking at, I was thinking those records would be a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, Buccaneers. That's pretty much. You know, you knew Tom Brady was going to do his thing, and they're going to figure something out. I am definitely impressed with like how they're like really firing all cylinders now. Like Leonard Fournette was a forgotten thought a year ago, and now he's he crushed it. He, he is absolutely crushing fantasy. it. He, yeah, for all any fantasy person, you know, he's doing it up right now. That's I would definitely think Buccaneers are my like favorite. That's like really a surprise. Yeah, and then I, I think the Bucks actually losing a few of these games um, where they should have won mm-hmm. has been a big. You know, it's going to happen. It's the NFL. Uh, anything can happen during a game, um, but you know just barely pulling it out against the Colts, which is a low, like a lower team to them. Um, that was very surprising. They, they should have lost that game, but Fournette balled out. So uh, shout out to him for that. But yeah, I think this NFL season has been a good one for a lot of fans. I, I like how I, it's been different. I, I'm liking the different teams that I'm seeing every year. Like, you know, it's sometimes you kind of get sick of seeing the same teams every and like all your like, like, I know you love your Patriots, but like seeing the Patriots win every damn year, like it's like, all right, well, tired of that. But now, you know, we're probably going to run into that with the Buccaneers. Like, oh, great. The Bucs are going to be like in the Super Bowl. And same with uh, Pat Mahomes. He's probably going to try end up winning the AFC for most of these years because that's how good he is. But we'll see. It's it has definitely been a fun year, though. Um, I can't wait to see what the next couple of weeks bring. It's going to really go down to the wire for a lot of these top four teams in each division and each uh, side. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I think Green Bay kind of doesn't have to really worry too, too much. They look really good um, mm-hmm. and dangerous. So we'll see. But my buddy Mike sent this last, this next one in uh, Brady versus Belichick. Um, he and I are on opposite sides of the fence on this one. I am a Belichick person. He is a Brady person through and through. He, uh, he, he loves Tom Brady. I'm like, ah, cool. I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. Is he the goat and quarterback stance? Yes, he is. Um, but I do not think that he is the reason, the full reason why we won all those Super Bowls. Um, I think yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I mean, like Brady or Belichick, it's hard, but I just feel like you know, Tom Brady is, he's the, he's that guy right now. Is yeah. that who you were going to say? I think, I, so I always liken Tom Brady to LeBron James um, in this aspect. LeBron James is one of the best players to ever play in the NBA. We can all agree to that. We can all sit here and say, is he top five, top 10, whatever it is. He is still one of the greatest all time. Um, he revolutionized the game. He changed the game. Tom Brady did the same thing. Yeah, He changed how you approach treatment for the game and all these other things. Um, but they're the same personality when they start sitting there saying, I want this player. I want this guy. I want this guy. I always see it as you have a job. Your job is to go out and play a game. You can make your requests and sit there and say, Hey, I would prefer that we go after so-and-so rather than this person. It's like any job. I can go to my boss and say, Hey, I think this person would be great for fit over this person, but it's up to them. It's their job to make that decision. I always think that Tom Brady and some other players take that step of like, well, I need to be involved in decision-making. It's like, well, that's not your position. Your position is a quarterback of a team. Mm -hmm. You need to work with what's given to you. It, (laughs) he has, he has has been given crap before, like Rashad Caldwell, uh, a lot of other let's just go with him uh Kemba Tompkins uh who is it who's the guy those from last Marshall? couple like, those last couple of years with those re- wide receivers y- y'all set them up rough it y'all set them up dirty yeah but you like, went off this you might as well pick somebody off the damn street uh I think we did um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly uh that's my opinion I I think you know Belichick in his mind i and I'll like you with this. I've read the book Dynasty about the Patriots dynasty. If you're a Patriot fan, a Brady fan, Belichick support, whatever you are, read the damn book because go. it actually dives into certain situations, certain demographics, certain things that you don't think about. I sit here and go, oh, well, yeah, these two seem that they really hate each other. Yeah they were together for 20 years and they won six times and they went to nine Super Bowls, and they did all this, 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 and this. No one else has ever done that in that time period. And Brady grew from a nobody to 
the biggest star in the NFL up until really a couple of years ago when Patrick Mahomes started taking over. So you have these two mindsets clashing. Belichick's old school, Brady's new school, all these things. But they had a working respect for each other. And they had they that. They made it work. They made it work. And they like talked about how there's been that story of like, oh, Belichick never even went to meet with Brady when he left. It's like, read the book and Robert Kraft and everyone talks about it. And he's like, Brady came to my house, told me what his decision was. Hmm. I told him, well, we had the agreement. If you wanted to leave, you could leave. Not happy about it. I'm very sad about it, but I agree with you. Do what you think is best. He calls Belichick because Belichick's it's, it is March. Belichick is gone. He is on vacation. He is not thinking about football for the next week, at least because this guy eats, breathes, sleeps, breathes, all that kind of stuff, football. Um, and from reading it, you, you sound, it sounds like they actually had a good conversation of Belichick understanding, hey, I'm rebuilding. I not going to have the tools that you have need or what you're looking for but we both respect each other. And you saw it in the game this year, Tampa versus Patriots. Yeah. Like Belichick, you know, would never in a million years go to a opposing team's locker room, walk in, congratulate the team, and then walk out and wait 20 minutes to talk with Brady for, you know, 30 minutes and just to catch up and talk. Like we don't see that side of the stuff. We always see it as one or the other. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm sticking with the coach mainly because look what he's doing this year with, yes, he spent a ton of money in the off season and brought him some good weapons, but like Mac Jones, he's looking pretty damn good. So I'm going to say, let's see what happens, but it, I, I'm definitely a Belichick person. There you go. All righty. What do we got next? I see. Um, so I'm not going to lie to you. I've only heard about this. I don't know too much about it. So man, yeah, I'm going to let you take the take a lead on this guy. I've only, I've only Tiger heard, Woods, y'all. Heard, heard a couple of things. My, again, my brother-in-law uh, sent this one in too. Uh, Andrew sent this one in over the other day, literally yesterday. Um, and it's about Tiger Woods. So if y'all, you know, were under a rock or just didn't turn the TV on or read anything in the media, Tiger Woods got into a very serious car accident this past February um, where they said he could have potentially died, um, which would have been horrible for the sports world. It would have been horrible for his family and all that stuff um, to lose a legend like that. Mm -hmm. But he has gone through tremendous amounts of rehab and he broke his femur, he broke a lot of bones. His whole leg was all messed up. Um, Yesterday was the first time, I guess, that he's actually spoken to the media since everything occurred. Uh, he's been very tight-lipped, uh, closed doors, no, no access. So he came out yesterday and said he would like to return to PGA eventually when his body feels like he can do it. But he's not going to do it full-time like he used to. He will be very selective on the tournaments that he plays in. Uh, more than likely won't do, you know, he'll do the big ones, I would assume, uh, but you're not going to see him at the smaller, you know, circuits, um, you know, playing every week. He'll probably play once a month uh, at this rate. 
And let's be honest, he doesn't have to play anymore. He has plenty of money for the rest of his life, for his kids' lives, for his grandkids' lives, and probably great-grandkids. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, when he talked about, like, coming back to PJ. I'm like, all right, great, cool. You know, definitely love to see Tiger out there. But um, honestly, what else do you got to prove? You've won, you've won major after major. I think, you know, you probably, like you said, he probably could retire like right now and just live a healthy life afterwards. But you know what? I appreciate his drive wanting to come back. And honestly, you know, if, if he does come back, I'll definitely tune in. I'll try and check out what he's got. Oh um, yeah. hundred percent. Me too. Like, you know, it's just, you know, I, I think maybe, and it's another part of his story of life. Cause we all know Tiger's story from the ups, the downs and the crazy. So, you know, I think it, it would be another uh, amazing success story if he was able to come back, flourish, and win one of these, like, major, major uh, uh, con- contests. And let's be honest. When Tiger's not golfing, how many people actually tune in? I know I don't. I, I, 100, I 100% I don't. don't. I 100% don't. If yeah. Tiger is wearing his Sunday red, I am watching that that day all day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm watching and paying attention because I, the name Tiger Woods. I remember watching him when he hit the shot in the almost pitch black in Kentucky to win a tournament. And it was a beautiful shot. Yeah. The man is amazing at the sport. He is second behind um, Jack Nicholas for most all time. I know they've all been talking about how they, they thought he would catch him by now, but you know, injuries and all these other things kind of, happen um i do hope he comes back uh in some capacity uh maybe plays or you know a couple tournaments here and there um but i I really don't want to see him out there more than like four or five times a year uh, at this definitely don't want a shirt of himself either no i if if he comes back and plays one tournament and it's he doesn't even make it past like thursday you know i think that's when you can say "I, i think i'm done and just yeah. go off into the sunset and go do Be whatever easier. you want to do. Um, but let's jump into the next yes, thing. This, next question. This is this one um, is huge. I the past forty eight hours has been absolutely, absolutely. ridiculous. In college oh football. my goodness! Um, what a time for it to happen too. It always happens around this time, and it makes no happen. sense to me. well. So. It makes no sense to leave now, but it also does make some sense because I, I saw something. It's like this time period where coaches are leaving their programs and going to a new program. They can actually still, they can actually talk with recruits. Yes. So they have like a month period for the next couple yeah. of weeks. This, or this is, this talk. is like the, 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 the talking period of the recruiting period because early signing day is coming up soon. Yeah. On the, the end 18th. of December. Yeah. Yes. yeah middle of December. So the fact that like they're tra- that now that's why they leave and they want to get a head start and see if they can maybe pluck a couple guys and maybe they weren't able to get before. But uh, yeah, do we want to just dive right in about who oh, is yeah. going where? So these are the two big names. Uh, I know there was a, the coach from Fresno State went to Washington. Um, I don't really know anything about him. And then um, somebody else went somewhere else too. I. I can't remember there's a there's a i know the defensive coordinator 
from somewhere is now going to Virginia Tech or something like that. Yeah, and that uh, was Rich, one. Rich Rod is getting another head coaching job. Uh, Where? FAMU, something like that. Hold on, I'll look it up. I did okay. see that. While you're looking it up, I will discuss who that's Rich okay with Rod. you. Uh, is... He is now the head coach at Jacksonville State. Oh, I actually know somebody that goes there. Shout out to yeah, he was Rich named Rod. the head coach on Tuesday. Good for him. Well, well, you know, as long as he, I, you would think he could possibly recover after the abysmal job he did at Michigan and the so-so job he did at Arizona. Um, yeah, exactly. But you know, the two want uh, coaches that are on the move. You have Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley taking his talents from the Big Twelve and going to Tinseltown, and going to USC. And then the other, then today, Brian Kelly from the Fighting Irish is taking his talents down south to the Bayou, to the Go Tigers, to LSU. Um, Merritt, your, your, your thoughts on this? Because I have some views. If We might run out of time, but, you know, I definitely have some views on these. So the Brian Kelly one was extremely shocking to me. Um, I feel like he doesn't fit there. I know. Yeah. His, the culture does, he fits perfectly in Notre Dame. Yeah. In the middle of Indiana, no one bothers you. You are one of the biggest names in college football, mm. but I can see why he left. They have no actual way to get to a national championship at this point with the division they're 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 not in a division they're still a independent yeah in football mm-hmm. so it makes it extremely hard like cincinnati to make a jump into the contention granted they're ranked number six right now behind oklahoma state and michigan georgia um cincinnati and alabama mm-hmm. and They've had an okay year. They started off real bad. They barely beat a few teams. They yeah. all these ups and downs. Um, but culturally, I just I, I can't see it. I mm-hmm. he, I just can't. He's from Massachusetts. Like I, I just I don't know if I can see him. You know, going out to Mardi Gras and having a banger of a time or anything. But hey, we'll see. Um, maybe- yeah. I- I, I just like when when I think of Brian Kelly, I just him going to LSU, the SEC. I mean, what's it? What's his playing style going to be like? Because are you going to be able to bring that style down to the SEC? It's a definitely, definitely interesting, very interesting uh, job for him. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, if anything, what to go with him is if he that's what he wants to do. You know, shout out to him. I guess, you know, looking at his previous track history, where did he, where wasn't he like at Cincinnati or something? Um, I don't Cincinnati. Remember. And then he went to Notre Dame when he yeah, got he's... Cincinnati really good. Yeah. So he's done very well in the coaching trees and everything and coaching yeah. realm, uh, which is great. But I still don't see. Yeah. Hopefully that, hopefully he flips that program around, Um, you know, like it may not take much though, because LSU no. has always been a powerhouse. You yeah. know, just make sure you impress the, the recruits and you win your games against Alabama. I feel like that should be an issue. But my issue 
is with Lincoln this, Riley. Lincoln Riley. Because number one, I will say this: I am a USC fan, and I, you know, like I think about the tradition of USC, and I look at someone like Lincoln Riley, and this is just a personal opinion. I feel like I just feel like he he's gonna be out of place. You're putting a country guy from Oklahoma to the streets of LA. I just don't know where it fits. Are they thinking that his explosive offense is going to help take over Oregon and beat those teams in the Pac-12? I just... What I'm teams not... in the Pac-12? The only team in the Pac-12 is Oregon. Yeah, but USC, Cats for some reason, still can't beat some of those normal teams there. That's true. Um, but I don't know. I'm just really... I, I, I get it because you're L.A., you want to make a splash. And truth be told, I was reading some of the stories about how Riley left Oklahoma. It's They're bad. pretty despicable. Um, for those that don't know, pretty much he had a meeting in the morning with his team. He spoke for literally a few minutes, then walked out the room. There was no goodbye, no no hugs, no nothing. He literally just said, I'm going, this is what's happening. This is where I'm going. Good luck to you. Bye. And I'm yeah, like, he, he handled it like, very poorly. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it's an interesting move. I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving after they announced that he was going to USC and I'm going, but you're in Oklahoma. Um, really a powerhouse in college football these days. Literally. Um, Bob Stoops like is stepping in. You know, he, he retired five years ago and you took over. Like, so whatever, but like, yeah, you're joining the SEC in two years, somewhere around there. Like, yeah, best college football in the country, recruit wise, and probably football wise on the field is in the SEC minus Missouri and couple other teams here and there but like that's it like right there and now you're going to leave to go to california which yes the recruiting hub in california is phenomenal um there's also that story that his top three recruits guess where they're all from california southern cali mm, i mean the best so, quarterback football the best in wide southern receiver. Cal is a big deal yeah so now it's like, is he going to pull his recruits with him? More than likely, yes, those recruits are going to come with Lincoln. Um, yeah, everything that I've heard is he did the worst thing in the world, the Oklahoma. Like two days ago, they're like, oh, well, no, I'm committed to Oklahoma. Granted, this is what every coach says. I'm committed to here. I'm going to win here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, nah, I'm not going yeah. to LSU. But USC calls. I'm going to USC. Yeah, um, but you like, saw did that you hear, too. Did you hear what they're giving him? Who? His contract is enormous. First off, USC also bought out his house in Oklahoma for a million bucks. For, they bought it out. Yeah, so they bought his house. His house was worth five hundred thousand dollars in Oklahoma. They bought it for a million just to get him out. Wow. They are now helping pay for a five million dollar mansion in LA for him. And all access to the planes and like to, so he can go wherever he wants. It's like he made off like a bandit in this deal. Good for him. Yeah. But 
man, I really wish, like, I hope Brian Kelly, like, went to his team and was like, hey. So that's funny you said, that's funny you talk about that because there's a report that just said that, you know, he sent a text late at night to the team letting them know that he's flying back, that he was flying back to South Bend because he found out that the media decided to release him leaving. So he's going, he was going back, I believe today to go say goodbye to his team and like actually see them, which he's I think a, is a much more respectable he's a cla- thing he, to do. He's a class act. Like he, he understands this whole dynamic, like leaving and all this. Like yeah. I, I, I just, I can't believe because the way I think about it is think about like, you're maybe a freshman at Oklahoma and you're from like an out of state, uh, out, like far away state. And you took your life and uprooted it to Norman, Oklahoma to play in for this so-and-so coach. Nowhere. Exactly. And then he just goes up and says, peace out deuces. Yeah. Like I would be pissed. And I would... Imagine as a parent, like I trusted you oh as my a parent God. for my find... kid. Oh, so there was a something I saw on Instagram and it was like uh Lincoln Riley like tweeted out like can't wait to you know Trojan whatever yeah, can't wait to win on, here, blah, like, blah, blah. Fight, yeah. and his player was like yeah you said that to us yesterday and it's like Ooh. oh shit like no it's just not a good look uh um, nope. like we'll see apparently Cliff Kingsbury's in the mix somewhere. Uh, and he would be stupid if he left his Cardinals oh, job God. to go back to freaking college. Come yeah, on. If he was doing horrible do in the that. NFL, then yes, you come back. But now you're no, doing he, he's good. crushing it now. Kyler Murray's making him money right now. Yep. All right, so let's jump into the next one. And uh, uh, MLB free agency. Kevin's already said in numerous episodes. Can't know much about baseball. So yes, this was actually a one that was on my feed. Shout out to my guy Spencer. I watched this guy grow up. Now he's going to college over in like. Florida a ms I think Florida, it's no, it's one of the Florida schools. I'm so sorry. Forgive me if I don't remember what it is, but yeah, he asked me this question because he's a baseball guy and here I am that don't know shit about baseball. So merit, I, if you have any info, I know the only thing I know is that the Yankees, my Yankees are in the mix for some really big, big, big they're trying to players. trade for a shortstop from what I saw uh, and a couple other things. Um, but I give two shits about the Yankees. They suck. Um, Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Red Sox fan. Uh, but no, um, all I know is LA has lost like three of their top guys. Um, the Mets have gotten a lot better. Stupid money is being thrown out there. Like there's no salary cap thing in baseball is ridiculous. Um, they do whatever the hell they want. God, it's crazy. I think Max Scherzer is making over like 400 million bucks on this new contract. It's, it's asinine. What right. he's making, like, um, that's all I really know. MLB free agency is literally all right, crazy. Well, when it, when, I, when, a, when a player shows up, we'll we'll put it on the next podcast. We'll talk about it. But yeah. yes, thank you, Spencer. Next question. This is another one from my feed. This is the weird Olympic. One. Yeah, Olympic. Honestly, shout out to my my followers. My followers are amazing, and they just give me the most random stuff ever. Um, so shout out. I forgot who gave me this one, but Olympic fast walking as a sport. What do I make of it? Number one, it is very entertaining to watch. Yep. I have tried to go ahead and figure out the way they do it. I'm too round to try and follow it. So we're going to, I put respect on those people that train, do that. 
If you're going to the Olympics, I have nothing but respect for what you guys do. Yeah. You guys are the best at what you do to represent our country. So my pa- more power to them. If so, I could learn how to do it, that'd be amazing. Merrick. So I go got ahead. a story about this. So there was a woman from New Hampshire who competed, I want to say, in the 2008 Summer Olympics. Um, and I think that was in, was that the Beijing Olympics? I can't remember what 2008 was. Oh, oh did you hear that? Uh, all right. Well, it's okay. We're almost done. We are yes. almost done. We'll, we'll We're continue. doing, we did really, really well this episode. We Shout did. out to us. We, we've right. got a couple more we things. We had an so hour we'll timer quick. out here. So Merrick can go to sleep. But we'll, yeah, we're we'll going to finish, finish up soon. We'll finish this. Uh, we'll wrap this up in the next 15 minutes. So, um, yes. so there's a woman from New Hampshire. She actually competed and she went to my gym that I used to go to. And my trainer actually was like, yeah, her training is crazy. Like how they have to walk and like, you can't raise your foot. Like it, it's yes. crazy. She There's something really, with their knees that they, they, they can't they do have to, like their move knees the have knees. to be straight. Yeah. They have to be straight legged. You can't. And it's like, really, it's crazy, but like she did pretty well. Like it was kind of cool. Like, Hey, there's an Olympic speed walker in my gym. I don't get it, but cool. Um, so that's my story. I think it's hysterical. It's a really funny thing to watch these people like not run and not walk at the same time, but like that in between, in between, it's like, it's like, well, where are the people that like walk in New York city and walk like that on a regular basis? They oh would God. be Olympic gold medalists and they would probably be fighting at the same time. Cause you know, that's what they do in New York. Yes. Um, all right. So we are not going to dive into this one too deep. This is going to be one that we could probably talk about for hours and hours and hours. Um, so greatest NBA player of all time. Now, again, mm. this is Kevin and my opinion. That is it. So do not put us on a stake for this one. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, mm. you go first. Me first? Yeah. Of course. Oh, wow. I'll be so I'll be honest. If I'm going for greatest NBA player of all time, what do you think of? Do you think of stats? Do you think of how he changed how this person changed the game, how this man has impacted the game from like from then when he retired to now? I mean, honestly, it is the person that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That is my humble opinion. He is the greatest of all time. He changed. He pretty much put the NBA on his back when they were looking for a star to carry the league. He's the reason why people were watching the league in the nineties. He was taken over the, after Larry Bird yep. and Magic. Like, yeah, it was a perfect Absolutely. transition. Perfect transition, and then he paved the way for guys that came after him, like guys like Kobe and LeBron. Yep. So you know, six rings. I mean, I know he doesn't have the rings like Bill Russell. But for me, his six rings, his three, his six titles, you know, winning them all with Phil Jackson, winning them all with the same team, his his iconic sports brand that is pretty much worn iconically as a style now and as a performance base. I just feel like you, I don't know who you can. I don't I don't I don't I just don't see who how, who you're going to tell me is better. No, I I have to agree. Michael Jordan is by far the greatest player of all time to play in the NBA. 
yes, people will come at us and say LeBron is, yeah, LeBron is really, really good. LeBron is still not in my top five, but um, <laughs> cause I like basketball in a certain manner and LeBron does not fit that. Um, I, I, think, I definitely will say, I want to see what LeBron ends with. Yeah. Before I can put him in a number. Yeah. Because my can't... personal opinion, I, it, for me, it's Michael and then it's Kobe. Um, yeah. In my opinion it is Michael and then it's Bill. I think those okay. two. And for me, you've described MJ perfectly. He was iconic. He changed the game. He revolutionized everything. You don't get a Kobe. You don't get a LeBron. You don't get these guys without a Jordan. Yep. But I don't think you have a revolutionary center like Bill Russell. Mm -hmm. You had, he went up against Will Chamberlain, who everyone says is the best center to ever play the game. Will won a couple of rings. How many did Bill win? He won Too 11 put on his fingers. Yep. And then he, I would still even question that because I know, like, like I said, we can take this so many different oh, ways yeah. because for me, like in my top five, I would probably put the diesel, the Shaq daddy of them See, all. I love them, but I can't. And like, the, like I said, this could be another episode where we list it. Say, well, say, we're going to do a full hour on this. Let's do a well, top five players of all time. And we'll go through it. Yeah. And we, definitely, and I, we definitely could. Yeah. I think we'll agree on one player to being in the top five and it'll probably be Michael be, Jordan. It's going to be and Michael. That's sure. it. Um, so yes, this, this subject. We're going to continue to be continued. Will, this will be Thank continued, you for this question. This, this was, was on my one. feed. I appreciate you. Whoever wrote this one. And then this was also from my feed. This was also a second parter from my good old nephew, Bryce. This is um, a hard one. What Bryce? athlete of all time my like, bro you are making us think tonight this is uh <sighs> this is the last thing i want to do is think tonight <laughs> yeah i mean honestly there's so many different ways because like what do you qualify as an athlete you know what do you qualify as like top sports multiple sports i mean you know if I were to go just based off greatest athlete of all time, would I go someone like Bo Jackson yeah. or Deion Sanders? They played two sports and were very successful in them. This is just, this is hard. And I like, the, like I try to think of like, if I'm going to go favorite athlete of like people that I like from the get-go just like thought of when I was younger, I mean... Oh, God, there's just there's too many. There's a lot like like, for example, like if I talk about athletes, like just growing up being a favorite, you know, I love Jordan from basketball. He transcended. And then obviously other basketball players were my favorite baseball being from the tri-state area. Derek Jeter is like mm-hmm. is the the one around here. You know, if you're talking football, I mean, Giants, LT, yeah, LT is like really big around here. But like, you know, especially like, you know, you're growing up in New York, guys like uh, Michael Strahan stand out. Um, for me, I'm a Steelers fan. Someone like a Jerome Bettis stands out. But like, just as a general athlete, I got to get some damn clarification from him. Yeah, that's because this is like. 
or do like or like and like before the pre show, do I go Olympics? I mean, Michael, you mentioned him as well. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. How many gold medals? 27 gold. He's got 27 medals. This man is the best swimmer to ever swim. Simone Biles. They had to, they had to legitimately change her own scoring because they she was too damn good. Mm -hmm. Like I just it, you know, skiing, like, you know, speed skating, Apollo Anton Ono. I mean Lindsey Vaughn for yeah, swallowing all these like. There's a lot that goes into favorite athlete of all time. Like it's hard. It is a really hard question. Like I can sit here and say lacrosse players, like, because these guys are fucking animals. They they're crazy out there on the field. And and they, a lot of them now, thankfully they don't have to work a second job, but a lot of them, when they started, they were working as accountants. They were working at real accountants, not like today's version of accountants people. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's clarify that. Um, or working another job and then coming to practice, then plan like they weren't making enough money to, to live off of that type of salary. So yeah. like, I definitely need to ask your, your cousin, like what, what he means by favorite athlete. Is it like favorite athlete from the NBA NFL? Like if you break it down that way, I think we can do it. Yeah. Cause like, I, I even also think about like, I mean, I only think I probably the only one is that thought about this because I did this, you know, I CrossFit someone like a Matt Frazier yeah, with his skills of weightlifting and gymnastics and everything. Do you qualify that as top athlete? And I could go with bodybuilders with the mountain. Like he is. There you go. The guy went being what? 400 pounds to now like or close to like 450 to like 360 or something and is chiseled mm-hmm. as a, a huge and still massive but like straight chiseled like what do we how do we clarify this so bryce please let kevin know what you truly mean by this of uh, our favorite athlete if we're going to break it down into sections because that'll take a long time um Cause I can't pick off the top of my head. There's too many. Um, there's not one that truly stands out above the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, they're all yeah. phenomenal. So, um, I, that's, that's it. We, we did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. we're only a few minutes over. Did we miss anything? Oh, my other college story. Yes. Tell it. Um, it it's back with West Virginia and this is, uh, my first year at West Virginia. So Fall Fest, everyone oh, love fall that Fest. went to West Virginia knows what Fall Fest is. Anyone that didn't, basically, it was a free concert that the school put on for all of the students. First week of the semester. First week, yeah. It's really a bad idea to do. It should do actually. It they is... should do like on a Saturday where you actually no. do a class. No, it makes perfect sense. It's just I was so they should have done it on a they should have done it on a Friday. Yeah, I think they always did it on like a Thursday. You should have just done it Friday because then everybody can just rage right after. Yeah, but so it is my first time in you know partying or having fun at West Virginia, and it's ludicrous. Maroon Five, VV Brown. That was a good one too. Super Mash Bros. Um, and a couple others, and like I just remember like crowd being crazy. Um, Maroon Five starts chanting each shit pit uh sorry they were any, great 
That was great. Literally, they were, they were, they, had, like Maroon 5 was one of my favorite ones that they, they were performed. Great. I thought they were better than Luda, who closed the show. Luda was fantastic, though. Like, Luda is great. But, like, there were so many bras and panties thrown up on that stage. <laughs> and I worked afterwards as a stagehand to clean up the stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was crazy. It was so that, much fun. That but, like, ball fest with, with, with uh, Luda and... Maroon. Maroon Five as the headliners. That was hands down the best one out of all. Oh of them. God, yeah. Out I think of that all was the ones I went to. Yeah, that was the best one out of all of them. Yeah, that they, I went to when I was there. And they've, they, no one. I don't think they can top that one. Um, that's definitely one of my top college stories. And uh, yeah, there's there's some ones where there's uh, a lot more alcohol involved in yes. them. But uh, this is a PG show out here, people. But we are we trying try to, to. This, PG thirteen. You know, yeah, PG-13. So, like, listen to what we talk about and don't do it. How about that? Let's, <laughs> that? That's how we want to do it. Um, I love it. But I don't think anything else, Kevin? Did- no, man. I think we I think we hit everything on the nail. Uh, I definitely feel like I should put the timer on more often so we can make sure we hit our time marks. But we did really well. We were crushing it. It was a great episode. Um, we still got to figure out what's going to be next week's episode. Uh, next week we'll probably release on a Wednesday because Kevin has to go work and work overnight on next Tuesday. So sorry about that people, but I'm excited to get this going. And then in two weeks, we're going to have your friend Kylie on. Uh, yeah. My friend Kaylee should be Kaylee, on. Yeah. Um, I've just got to confirm uh, with her. I sent her a couple things today. So we should have another guest on soon. Um, yes. If not that week, hopefully the one, the following week or so, but yeah. yeah, next week we'll be recording on Wednesday because Kevin is got Working. stuff going on for work. Yeah, but hey, drugs. Kevin, I think this is now over to you to this is my time. finish it. Yes, absolutely. So people out there listening on your podcast, your Apple podcast, to my people that are watching on the YouTube, make sure you watch us at Manly Musings Podcasts. You can follow our Instagram. That is also at Manly Musings Podcast. We are still trying to figure out how yeah, to get the access fun. back. Um, maybe eventually we'll put music on this, but we kind of like how we're just letting it flow the way we're doing. Uh, follow Merritt at his social medias. You can follow myself at my social medias. I kind of thought about it. I don't think I've ever said what our social medias are. No, mine is Merritt underscore P on Instagram. I think it's the same for Twitter. I have no idea, honestly. About you can Twitter. find me at my Instagram at kqueva624. That is K-C-U-E-V-A-624. Feel free to give me a follow. I am all about follow for a follow. So if you follow me, I will probably follow you back. Same here. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And you have a great night.